Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on this edition. I'm excited. I have a new guest for you. Her name's Kim Campbell, and she's actually the daughter-in-law to Dr. T. Colin Campbell, who some regard as the science father, and he actually wrote The China Study, which is a super famous book. I highly recommend you check it out. All right, so before we jump into the show, sad kind of story that a friend a friend actually lost their German Shepherd. His do- the dog's name is Trigger. has a black face. It's only two years old, and if you're listening on air, it's in the Pine Lake area. Now, we do cover that area. So if you do have any information, please call 403-506-8214. And if you're a dog lover, you know how sad this is. And I couldn't imagine our dog going missing. So uh, please help if you get a chance. The dog's name is Trigger. It's a black German Shepherd. It's only two years old. And you can call 403-506-8214. Thanks for your consideration. All right, so just a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. They have all kinds of Himalayan salt products. I really believe we could do a good job of putting quality nutrients in our body by starting out with something like pink salt. Now, pink salt has more minerals, it has nutrients, it has all kinds of things that will actually improve our health instead of just adding adding sodium, for example, like white refined salt. So look for this company. You can eat this salt. You can throw in the bath for a detoxing bath. You can also... Look for our Himalayan salt products like salt shakers, salt cutting boards, salt grinders. And then, of course, my favorite is salt lamps that will actually improve your sleep and make your whole environment in your house more calm. So check them out at makmystic.com. Now, Kim, this is actually a movement. It's called the Plant Pure Nation. Now, Kim has just told me she was she's calling from the 17th city on their tour, and they're doing all kinds of cool things around raising awareness around a plant-based lifestyle. What I thought was really cool is how Kim talked about how she was raised on a dairy farm. She also talks about her passion of her children and and raising kids and helping them prepare food and they're all vegans and understand what it's like to eat a plant-based diet. Then Kim goes on and talks about how their study showed incredible results of only 10 days on an all-plant-based diet. Super cool. And so was Kim. I love this interview and I'm sure you will too. So stay right there. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Kim Campbell, and she has on the line right now. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you for having me, Drew. It's our pleasure. So just talking to you a few minutes ago off air, you were saying you're going on a little tour. Thanks for taking the time for for us because I know you have a a lot going on, but I do want to ask you about yourself and how you came about this plant, Pure Nations. Well, we have three children, so we've raised our kids this way. But prior to that, having kids, I met Nelson when I was 16, and we we were young, and I met his father when he was in the midst of going back and forth to China, working on the China study, so that was very exciting for me. I ended up majoring in nutrition in college and had this dream of changing the world and educating people on plant-based nutrition and was disillusioned very quickly when I entered the dietetics program. I, long story short, I ended up getting into teaching and working pretty much in the middle school um, and raising three kids, so I never really practiced uh, nutrition education until the last five years, so I kind of came full circle 
which has been really exciting because I think that people are really ready for for a change. Absolutely. You were raised on a dairy farm, is that correct? Um, I wasn't raised on a dairy farm. I was born on a dairy farm, and my father is a dairy farmer. Um, in fact, they had one of the largest dairy farms in Cuba County in upstate New York. And my father was an extension, cooperative extension educator. So I was raised in a family that was um, very, had strong ties to the dairy industry. <laughs> what, what was that like? Well, I guess what was that like growing up and then, tra- I guess, moving more towards plant-based? Yeah. Well, I have to say that we, we always had very big gardens. My mother was a wonderful cook. Um, there were four of us in our family, and we we ate pretty healthy in terms of eating a lot of plants. And there, there, you know, obviously there were there was plenty of milk in our house, and there was the standard piece of meat on the on the plate. But I would say that we 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 cooked most of our food, and it was fresh, and we grew a lot of our food. So I feel like I had some pretty strong foundations in in eating plant foods. So um, I became really interested in high school because I loved cooking. It was I, I found it to be really creative, and it was a a really nice outlet. So I did a lot of cooking in our house, and then I became interested in the vegetarian, and then the vegan, and the plant based, and kind of I guess transitioned slowly. Are you vegan right now? Yeah, we're we're a hundred percent plant based. We've been that way for twenty five years. Wow, that's pretty We've cool. Been, yeah, I married Nelson when I was 23, so at that point, you know, there, there were still little things that we did that probably um, weren't like they are now, but we, you know, we sort of transitioned over the years, and when our kids were little, um, that's when we got much more strict. When they were infants, we really were careful with not putting dairy in our, in our refrigerator, and we didn't eat any animal products for the most part. And are your children vegan still? Yes, they are. I have uh, two girls and a boy, and the girls are, are pretty strict about their diet, and they eat very well. Our son is the one that maybe falls off the wagon occasionally. He's in college right now, so it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's challenging when you're in college and you're surrounded by chicken wings and beer. <laughs> yeah. so, but I think he pretty much tries to stick with it most of the time. And was it difficult raising children on a vegan diet? I never found it difficult because that's how we started out. So they they didn't have the choices that maybe a lot of kids do. I think when it became more challenging is when they entered the public schools and they saw what was on the lunch plates and they were going to birthday parties. And that was a little more challenging because uh, the kids were trying different things, which I encouraged them to. But um, they, 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 didn't feel good when they ate those foods too. So I, they they always came back came back to the plant based diet. That's nice to hear. I actually started a vegan diet. I just tried ten days, and ten days ten turned into twenty, and now I'm around thirty days, roughly something like that. And uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. enjoying it. I had a mainly plant based diet to begin with, and I just thought trying a vegan diet, I guess, or lifestyle, it would be the next step. And, and I wanted to yeah. see if it was a, would be a big change. And, and it didn't, you know, at least at this point, 30 days in or so, it, it doesn't really seem like a huge change. I'm going to ask you a question then. What did you feel that was the most challenging part of going plant-based? 
I guess I went plant-based before vegan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I guess it was a slow progression. I, I would cut out, I would have chicken maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Fish was probably the most difficult because I, I like fish and I also feel that there's nutritional benefits to, to fish. So I would have that probably three times a week. And the rest was mm-hmm. mainly plant, you know, plants and um, beans and lentils and nuts and seeds. So... Mm-hmm. At least at this point, you know, like I said, it was a slow progression. So at least at this point, I haven't seen a, a whole, uh, like a big difference. I don't really crave it. I've, I've seen eggs. I like eggs as well. I used to eat eggs, you know, every other day. So, you know, I, I saw eggs and I was around sausage probably for the first time in a couple weeks this weekend. And it really, I really wasn't tempted or interested in, in trying anything. So. I think if that's the way I teach as well. I think if you take sustain small steps, they turn into sustainable steps, and then you can, you know, change your lifestyle if that's the direction you want to go. I agree. I agree. Sometimes when you jump in too quickly, uh, it's easier to fall off the wagon and kind of get back into old habits. But yeah, making yeah. making small steps is always a good good approach. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, Kim, stay on the line here. When we come back from commercial break, I want to get into this uh, plant pure nation and I want to get into some of your recipes and delicious looking meals. So, okay. Stay right there. We'll be right back on exploring mind and body. All right, so just a quick word from our sponsor, Fitness Matters. Now, Anita Parker, who was previously on the show, designed this move ball, which isn't just a move ball, it's a move ball kit. Now, she teamed up with Jamie D. Marshall, and they've put together a complete package for you. So the move ball is kind of like a medicine ball, but it has handles, and it's not just a product. It's not just a ball. You get an entire transform kit, which includes a 30-day challenge. You have a skipping rope, a core ball, and a workout guide. And to complement all that, you have a daily logbook, so you can record everything that you do throughout the day throughout your workout, throughout the 30 days. There's so much information and so many ways to improve your health and fitness by checking out Fitness Matters blog. They have exercises, videos, and tips for you to check out to improve your lifestyle. So check them out at fitnessmattersblog.com. Exploring mind and body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Kim Campbell on the line, and we're talking about Plant Pure Nation. So, Kim, I guess the book, the cookbook, the movement, this is actually a film, a documentary. And you guys are touring right now. And Mm -hmm. off air, what did you say? This is going to be your 17th city you're going to? We are headed to our 17th city in Philadelphia tomorrow. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, and then our our rally is on on Saturday in Washington, D.C. We... We end our tour in, in Washington with a rally, and it's going to be great. We've sold out, and we're hoping to get lots of people to come and, and listen to. We have Neil Bernard speaking, uh, Michael Greger. It'll be a lot of fun, and Driftwood will be there. They're the band that's in our movie. That's awesome. So are you just are you trying to raise awareness? Are you looking for a real change? What is the, you know, what's the goal here of, you know, taking this on tour? What we're trying to do with this tour is to, to get to create an awareness um, and to get people to come and see the movie and share it with their friends so that when we have our, our opening July 4th, more more people will want to come. But this movie is really about why we don't 
know this information. You know, a lot of people watched Forks Over Knives, and they had great results and, you know, became, became advocates, went out into the community, and people said, well, people will say to you, well, if this is true, then how come my doctors don't tell me this? Or how come my neighbors aren't plant-based? Or how come the schools are not promoting this? So our movie is really about why we don't know this information. And why do you think we don't know it? I think it has a lot to do with the fact that our physicians are not educated in nutrition. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, push in the pharmaceutical industry. There's a, there's a lot of lobbyists in our government who are controlling information that gets to the people. And all of that is in our movie. We kind of touch on all of those different, different aspects of it. My role in the movie was I was involved in the jumpstart in Mabin in the community of Mabin, so I was doing the recipe development and the culinary education with our Jumpstart participants. And so let's get, I guess I, I want to hear, I saw the the trailer and I've, I've seen Forks mm-hmm. Over Knives and, and, and I, know, I know what you guys are doing and working towards. What have you seen in your, what, what have you seen, what kind of results have you seen, what kind of reaction, what kind of testimonials are people coming back with? We've had great response. We've heard, um, all kinds of testimonials on people who have, who have suffered from diabetes, obesity, um, different cancers, um, autoimmune. I have heard so many wonderful stories about people that are have, that are healing and have been healed through the plant-based diet. So we we this has been a very uh, humbling experience for us as well, meeting all of the people up and down the East Coast who believe in this and who are supporting us. Your biggest kind of contribution is the food. You're preparing the food. You're preparing the meals. You're giving recipes. This book here I'm looking right. at right now has over right. 150 plant-based recipes. In, in the movie, um, you, you'll see that we came back to North Carolina in our hometown that we live in right now, and which is somewhat of a rural area. We're, we're west of Chapel Hill, but we went a little further west um, and worked in a rural area, and we had 10-day jump starts. And the jump starts, we would take biometrics um, in the beginning, and then we would put people on a 10-day meal plan. We provided lunch and dinner, and then we educated people on what they were to eat for breakfast. And at the end of the 10-day jump start, we did biometrics again, and that's what you'll see in the movie, the results we had, which were amazing results. And we put more than 200 people through our jump start. Uh, and, and all of the Jumpstart meals that we use, most of them, I'd say 80% of them are in the cookbook and they're flagged with a leaf. So you know exactly what we, what we, you know, fed people. And they're tried and true recipes. People love them. We really um, tried to go back to familiar recipes, familiar flavors that people from rural America be open to. So if if they find this book, they can actually go through the 10 days that you've put your, um, I guess you Yes, yes, they could. they could. They could probably find 20 meals or more in there because we're always changing, you know, we were always changing our jumpstart recipes as we went along. So they could find easily 20 meals in the cookbook that we used in our jumpstarts. However, having said that, I would say almost all of the recipes in the Plant Your Nation cookbook you could use for a jump start and you could create your own 10-day meal plan. So, That's why I created the cookbook so that people could do their own jump starts and have a resource when they got through with their jump start. 
So give me a picture of what this jumpstart looks like. Is this a, a controlled environment? Are they coming to you three times a day? Are they actually staying with you for the 10 days? What does that look like? Uh, they would come. They, they would pick up their food at lunchtime. Sometimes they pick up their dinner. But we had all the food ready by 10 o'clock in the morning. And they would come and pick up that day of food, that day's food because it was all fresh. And every day they had to pick up their food in the morning. Uh, they can pick it up in the afternoon, but it was a daily thing. So people would come in. We would ask them how they were doing. Did you like the food? Um, do you have any concerns? And, you know, we, we could talk to them about their issues and concerns with the plant-based diet. We had great feedback. People were, were loving the food and, and wanting the recipe and looking forward to the next day, next day's food. What happens after the 10 days for them? In the middle of the Jumpstart, um, we provided culinary education. So there was a cooking class and they, some people came and some people didn't. And we just did a Jumpstart before we came on tour. And so on Thursday night, I had a cooking class. And we don't, for the last Jumpstart, we didn't provide food for the weekend, for Saturday and Sunday. So we have a survival cooking class trying to teach them how to do this on their own. So I make it real basic, and I go over, you know, pantry items and how to shop, how to read labels, and then we do some really simple recipes uh, that just about anybody could do. So, you know, we, we spend a good two hours just educating them on, on how to do this on their own. So how did you find the people? Did you, did it, is there somewhere where they signed up? Did they have to wait, get on a waiting list? How did that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson went out and he recruited a lot of the people that did the Jumpstart. Our very first Jumpstart, we kind of refer to those people as our seeds. They were people in the community that, that were going to go out and, and, and market for us as well. We had doctors. Uh, we had uh, pastors, you know, people who were leaders in the community. So we called those our seeds. That was our very first jump start, and I believe we had 20 people in that one. Don't quote me on that, but it was it was a small jump start. And then they shared it with within their small communities, and the next jump start became bigger, and each one was bigger than the prior one. This one here's you said roughly 250, 250 people. I'm not sure exactly how many we had in the last one, but overall we had over 200, 250 people roughly in all of the jump starts. Can you give me a few details about some of the results that they were coming back with? I know that's, this was controlled and yeah, tested. That uh, was exci- That's very exciting, um, the results that we had. I, I believe that we were able to reduce cholesterol levels by about 20%. We, all, we saw the biggest jumps in cholesterol with people who had very high cholesterol. We had one fellow that is in our documentary. He went from 250 to, I believe it was about 160 or 150, somewhere around there. He had about a 100-point drop. And we we saw that often. We saw people with 67, 70-point drops in cholesterol, triglycerides. Triglycerides were dropping. Um, HDL, LDL uh, were, were changing. In fact, the the company that we we did the biometrics through, he said he's never seen results like this before. Wow. And this is only after 10 days? After 10 days. Wow. 10 days of, of 100% plant-based. I would imagine there would be some level of detoxing, detoxification after no processed food, meat, byproducts. Yeah, we alerted to people that, that they might, you know, if, if you begin to detox a little bit and things things begin to clean out, sometimes you can you can feel a little almost blue-like. We didn't have anybody complain of that in the Mebin jump starts. Um, 
that, that, that we know of that came to us and said they had, had problems with that. Most people felt great. They didn't feel bloated. They were they were having regular bowel movements, which which in today's society, that's that's something that people don't do, and they don't realize that having regular bowel movements is, is normal. That's the way it's supposed to be. So we had a lot of people talking about that, um, people that said they had more energy, they were sleeping better at night. Um, just, just overall, in general, felt better. I think constipation is, seems natural uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm. So when I start working with someone and we, we talk about adding more quality food, I, I like to count nutrients instead of calories. And <laughs> we look at um, more, more natural plant-based foods. And then one of the biggest issues is when they say, well, you know, now I have movements all the time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, say, I know. And I, I say, know. That's we we had that too. <laughs> And then you say that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing, yes, yes. And and it's 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 normal sometimes to go, you know, to have a bowel movement a couple times a day, and and in the beginning maybe more than that because your body's still adjusting. Right. That feels strange. That feels strange to a lot of people. Usually, you know, you come across plant, you know, plant based diets. You you have you feel more alive. You have more energy. You have better quality mm-hmm. foods going into your body, giving you energy. And mm-hmm. did you have anyone coming to you with the opposite? And saying, you know, I feel <laughs> this is what I hear. I feel like I, I'm lacking energy because I'm not getting enough protein from meat. Did you hear that at all? Actually, I, I, I did not. You know, Nelson also was speaking to people. I did not hear that. I heard that people had more energy. But we also encourage people to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in hydration. We tell people in our jump starts now that important to drink water an hour before your meal make sure you're staying hydrated and that will help you uh, stay satiated it'll also because sometimes people confuse hunger with thirst it also helps with bowel movements it helps with sleep i think that hydration is underestimated but if you're staying hydrated and you're eating a whole food plant-based diet without a lot of processed foods i think the energy levels a few details about the book. I went over, I looked at some of your recipes, I actually tried some of them. I love portobello mushrooms. You have a super easy recipe there, black bean quinoa recipe. That one was, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it was 15 minutes to prepare and 10 minutes to, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so yeah. easy. Is that, was that, is that the reason that you've created them, to make it easy for other people to prepare these meals? Absolutely. I, I think that there's some great cookbooks out there, and if, if you're, a, you're a foodie and you enjoy being in your kitchen, it's wonderful, but that's, that's not the reality for most people. So when I created this cookbook, I was really um, cognizant of, of how much time I was spending on a recipe, and there, there are some that are, that are a little more timely, and I, I threw those in there, but for the most part, uh, you, you should be able to walk into your kitchen and, and put together a meal in a half an hour, half an hour, 45 minutes. So I tried to create simple recipes with familiar flavors, with ingredients that people have in their refrigerator without having to run to Whole Foods and go to a, a health food store. Although there are some in there, I've been told by my family members that they don't know what nutritional yeast is. But, <laughs> but for the most part, I tried to keep it so that you could go over to Food Lion or your Kroger's or your you know, your mainstream grocery store and pick up most of what you need. A lot of times you pick up a cookbook and you go through the recipes and you don't know what half the things are, first of all. And then yeah. second of all, you use it for one thing and then you don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what to use it for again. 
I taught full-time with, and had three kids that were within six years, so I know that people are busy and they don't have time, and I would come home at night, and, and, I, and I was tired. I didn't want to spend two hours in the kitchen cooking. My kids also are great cooks. Um, they got in the kitchen with me, and that, that's actually something I feel really strongly about is raising kids on a plant-based diet, but they, they were a big part of this. So we, we were a busy family. We, my kids played soccer, and they were in sports, and I worked full-time for many of those years, so I understand that people are busy, and not everybody is wants to be in their kitchen all night. Kids want to participate. They want to be a part of it. So if you let them buy groceries, if you let them prepare, help prepare meals, then they're going to have so much more of an opportunity as they get older in life. Oh, absolutely. We, we kept a child for three summers from Belarus, and she didn't speak English, and everything was different. But when you get to the food, that was probably the, the most difficult thing for her. And I... I, I took on my philosophy. I took her to the grocery store, and I had her shop with me. I had her cut and chop. She was only six years old when the first year she came, and <laughs> she ate everything that she cooked. So, And some of it was a little bit of a disaster, but because she had ownership in the food, she ate it, and she enjoyed it. And I, I think that's the key with, with raising kids um, on a plant-based diet is to get them take ownership and, and help prepare the food. Absolutely. That means so much more when they get a chance to see how much effort it takes to actually prepare what they're going to consume. Mm-hmm. And, how, and they need to pack their own lunches, too, because that's also uh, a way of them gaining ownership in their food. So I always got the kids in the kitchen and, and had them help me pack their lunches early on. So when they went to school and they saw that their friends were eating french fries and hamburgers, they had a lunch that, that they enjoyed as well. Just before we wrap things up here, can you give us some details of if someone wants more information on you, what you guys are doing? I know you guys have a website. What else is going on? What are you doing? Where can we reach you at? We do. Uh, we have a website, plantpurenation.com. You can go on the website, and the website has uh, our tour schedule, um, our, you know, some of our philosophy about setting up pods around the country and our grass, you know, setting up a grassroots movement. Um, we have a Kickstarter campaign going on right now, and that's all on plantpurenation.com. Any last words around trying a plant-based diet, seeing what it can do for you, or anyone that has been thinking about it? The, the cookbook's a great, a great way to start. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of great uh, plant-based cookbooks. I happen to like this one because it's easy. But I think, you know, just trying a few recipes and, and, and making it for your family or your loved ones and sharing it together and, like you say, softly going into it maybe instead of jumping full force, trying it out and seeing what you think, watching Forks Over Knives and Plant Your Nation in July. I think that's a that's a very good start. Ken, thanks so much for your time. I so much appreciate you sharing your time and information with us, especially being so busy on tour. Yeah, well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Set deep in the majestic foothills, the Sundry Golf Club boasts stunning views of the Red Deer River and the Rocky Mountains. Along Sundry's recently restored 18-hole course, you'll enjoy a haven of flourishing trees, exquisite water features, rolling greens, and a fair challenge to all golfers with improved, more forgiving fairways. We invite you to discover why this spectacular course is a must-play for all levels, a true golfer's paradise. Call the book your tee time today at 403 63 all right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. 
I just want to thank Kim for being here and taking some time to be with us on the show. I know she's tra- traveling around. She's busy. She's got a lot going on. I think, personally, I think this is an incredible cause of showing people how to improve their life through plant-based diet. And there's there's unlimited amount of research, and she talks she talked about it on the show of the improvements that they've seen in only ten days. Just think about what happens to your health overall if you're doing this for a lifestyle, or if you're doing it for thirty days or two months, <laughs> whatever it is. Just think about that for a second. And if you're really looking to improve your health, consider a plant based diet for at least. 10 days to see how you feel after. And I just want to wish Kim all the best in their whole Plant Pure Nation. Like I said, they got a lot going on. They have a documentary coming out and I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Just before I let you go, a quick word from our sponsor, Rainy Days Medi Spa. These guys are located in Sylvan Lake. Now they have spa packages, they have waxing, makeup, massage. Then you get into more spiritual body care rituals like reflexology and Reiki. You can check them out at rainydaysmedispa.com. Thank you so much for being here for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Always appreciate your time and commitment and checking out the show. It means a lot to me. I just got a couple new messages coming in that told me how some people are enjoying the show and now it's part of their routine weekly, sometimes daily, and and that means a lot to me. So thank you for sending your messages in. I want to thank Jameson Brown for edits. And if you're listening on air, check out Troy's Rock 104 Morning Show for some of my health tips. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddea, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.